Today's guest is a committed believer who has a vision to help churches and ministries globally and equip them with scaling discipleship, evangelism, and daily growth by living the Word, not just consuming it. And it's happening with a great tool called Nobi. We'll learn more about it and her next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other resources for your life and ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome, everyone, to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, what's going on today? Um, We have an international guest. Uh, what is going on? We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we so, uh, yeah we, we we have a guest today. It's international, which we will introduce in a moment. Uh, most people are going to hear this after Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah, it's it's the holiday season, right? Uh, Thanksgiving, and then eventually we're going to get into Christmas. And yeah, my wife reminded me. She said, "Aren't you excited? We get to put up Christmas decorations this weekend because that's uh, kind of our family tradition." And yeah. I moan and groan all year, every year. Well, uh, well my so. wife uh, is scheduled to have surgery tomorrow, so uh, we'll probably spend Thanksgiving in the hospital. So uh, there you have it. But she's having, she's having a back. I've, back I've done that once. Did I, you? You spent Thanksgiving um, in the hospital? We did because wow. our third son was um, going to be induced on Thanksgiving. And so we were at the hospital and... They were checking him out and decided, no, nope, we're not going to induce you. So he was born like a week or two later. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but we messed our Thanksgiving up. It was kind of funny. We went to a sizzler for lunch for Thanksgiving because we, had, you know, we got right. out of the hospital and went to sizzler. So right. it's a memorable, memorable Thanksgiving. Well, absolutely. Well, when you said your son was going to be induced, I thought well, your son was pregnant, but your my wife, wife was, going to, was going to be induced okay. with my third, with right. our third son. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, uh, enough of this. Uh, let's, let's get to our guest today. Uh, and let me put my glasses on to read her bio. Uh, this is episode, I believe, 408, I think. I'll look at it later. But today's guest is a transformation designer who helps organizations and individuals stay human in an increasingly digital world. Well, that alone, she, she's worth whatever they pay her for that, right? Um, but her work over the last 20 years focuses on uh, better aligning purpose, values, and ethics with the business and tech, technological world out there. She has done this by founding Nobe, and that's spelled G-N-O-W-B-E. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, it, but it is a software platform that has uh, designed, it's designed to humanize how we learn and engage. And she also did the Awaken Group, uh, which is a human-centered transformation design form. She is the author of Inside Out and is a global speaker and uh, a thought leader where she regularly speaks and writes about tech and values and humanity and the future of human development at a place, at many places, one of those is the World Economic Forum. She holds a BA with honors from the University of Pennsylvania and an MBA from Harvard University. Please welcome So Young Kang to the Church Solutions Podcast. So Young, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here, Phil and Steve. Good to see you again. 
And you're in Singapore right now, so it's really late where you're at. It is. Yeah, I'm an, I'm actually an American from New York and L.A., but I've uh, come in and out of Singapore and I've been here for a dozen years. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right. So what is uh, we've got a lot of questions here and I'm Steve usually jumps in and does them. But I'm going to start off by asking you, We I mentioned Nobi uh, mm-hmm. and you're the founder of that and the CEO. What is Nobi? It's a good, great question. So first of all, it's uh, it's really hard to spell and pronounce if you get it wrong. And I'm really impressed that you pronounced it correctly. <laughs> it stands for Grow Knowledge Into Being. So um, it's a nerdy name because I'm nerdy. But essentially, it's, it's, an, it's a creator tool. It's an authoring tool that empowers anyone to design and quickly author training, engagement, communications. Um, think of it like PowerPoint meets YouTube, meets Instagram on steroids. I love that explanation. That's great. <laughs> so what inspired you? Well, look, Steve, you want to ask some questions here, right? I mean, I don't want to just take over. Here, so. I was just, I was digesting the PowerPoint meets YouTube meets Instagram. So there's, um, I like and that. that really is a really good like uh, explanation. I hadn't heard that before. So um, and it, so it, it's a learning tool, which would be kind of learning content, which is kind of the PowerPoint side. And then YouTube, you have videos and kind of how to's and things. And then there's a bunch of interactivity to ensure that there's engagement with the learning. Right. So Absolutely. it's not necessarily, um, a, just, uh, you know, go through this PowerPoint thing and do this quiz at the end or something like that, which is, I, I came from the aerospace world in my former life. And so I went through a lot of those kind of training things. So tell us, um, how does it, the, the interesting part for me is the um, Instagram and YouTube part. Tell us more about that. Sure. Well, first of all, um, you know, I worked for Citibank many, many years ago, and I, I believe they're still doing that kind of training. And that was like 20 years ago. And I think they're still doing that kind of boring training where you watch a video, you push play, and then you go get coffee, you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, is it done yet? Or I try to accelerate it. And then you take a quiz at the end, which tests your memory, right? So mm-hmm. I think companies and churches and people are still doing that today. Um, and so the YouTube and Instagram um, thing is actually about the creation anyone can create a YouTube video, right? Anyone can create an Instagram post. Anyone can create PowerPoint. Now, all of those mediums, while at times can be engaging, are still primarily talking at people. They're not really inviting participation. And so what Novi does is it goes, it's more than those things. It goes beyond that to invite participation because impact comes from participation, just like we're having a dialogue right now. And so as we have a dialogue, we engage with each other, we participate in the conversation, and hopefully then the stuff we talk about will stick more because we engaged and we um, participated in it. So you're probably, um, I mean, I'm a novice at this, but there's there's audio learners, there's visual learners, there's experiential learners there. I'm butchering this all up. I'm sure you know all the different uh, learning techniques. Give us a brief, you know, set me straight on what are the types of learning (laughs) and what types the Nobi uh, utilizes. Well, I'm going to answer your question in two different ways. So one is multimodal. 
So there is the type of learner uh, learning, which is, you know, like you said, the uh, audio visual. Um, so I'm not an audio, I'm not an, um, an oral learner. So I don't really listen to podcasts, which is why the irony is we're doing a podcast, mm -hmm. but I can't uh, learn that way. So I'm more visual or experiential. Some are very tactile, right? They need to touch and feel things to do things. Um, so you have those learning styles and modalities. I mean, nobody supports all the learning modalities, but what's more interesting actually is learning motivations. So in some research that we had done, we tried to find out why people learn, especially adults. You're all, we're all busy people. We're all running things. We're, you know, we're working at our church or volunteering. We're, we're super busy. Why do we learn? And, um, and the interesting thing we found from a learner motivation was that the majority were not interested in learning for the sake of learning. Uh -huh. And that was interesting, right? Uh -huh. Because most of our content is designed assuming that the person on the other side is dying to consume our content. Mm -hmm. right? But they're not. You know, I, they're, they're, unfortunately, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately, they're not. Even when they're listening to your sermon, you know, you know, you think that they're all with a pen and paper and they're just dying to just learn and take down everything that you said. Um, but there are many other motivations. So those motivations include achievement. I want to accomplish something. Or I want, I'm a helper. I want to help people. So I want to take what I've learned and I love sharing it with others. Or I'm responsible. I'm a responsible learner. I was told to do this. I got to do it because it's, mm -hmm. it's just got to be done. Right. So depending on the and, and I'm a selective learner. So for me, um, and this this actually cuts across my entire life, even at church. I'm sorry, pastors, but I will not pay attention. I, I can't pay attention the whole time. And I may not read a book fully or I may not even attend a class fully. I'll pick and choose chapter two and chapter seven and I'll selectively pick what I want and then I will learn. And I'm motivated by curiosity and just getting what I need. So when you think about the different motivations Nobody was designed to understand that humans are motivated differently. So we created gift different um, interventions to help with the different learner motivations. Yeah. And this, and, and Nobi is primarily a mobile app, right? Is that mobile I mean, first and it's web enabled. Web enabled. Okay. Yeah. And so the, the model is, I mean, you, you've used this within with churches as well, right? So that for, um, actually talked with some of the people from Nobi for some of your people as well. And I was thinking a great fit and they said, yeah, we're doing that it would be training volunteers or training staff. Um, how has, uh, Nobi been used in those arenas? Yeah, no, it's, it's, especially when people are on the go, because, you know, when you have, when you're in a mobile first environment, you're usually not carrying your laptops around, but you're on the go. So having something in your pocket, access to content that was designed for the phone, not meant to squeeze into a phone, um, it makes a really big difference. For volunteer training, especially, um, so with Crew Globally, who works with us in different countries, I think one of the reasons why they partner with us is we have offline accessibility. So when you have a mobile app, now when you're in countries, if you're doing evangelism and you have poor Wi-Fi or poor data connection, you can download the content and then access it offline and then upload it when you're back online again, which is huge for really reaching, you know, kind of the ends of the mm -hmm. world you know, uh, with technology in ways that you can't do with, uh, with, you know, um, a PC. Okay. So uh, let me jump in here because we have pastors and, and people involved in ministry primarily listening. We're a streaming company, but uh, we like to provide resources. I was a pastor for years 
So I'm listening to this podcast right now, and I'm, th- I'm thinking, okay, Noby, Noby. And Steve touched on it. Steve talked about training volunteers and stuff for the church. So so ministries and churches can use this. What else can they use this for? And by the way, I, I loved what you were talking about when it comes to how people learn things, because I my spiritual gift is teaching. And so when I first started in ministry, I thought everybody's going to want to hear what I'm going to say here. You know, I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach the word, you know, and do all that stuff. And I, over the years, I learned, okay, people are more interested in stories and, you know, connecting all that stuff up. But but tell me what else Nobi can be used for, for ministry in the church. Absolutely. In fact, um, you know, we can even share a link. We called it the Christian creator for Nobi to share uh, some primary use cases. One is Bible studies. Let's bring the word to life. And I'm really a big proponent of this. It's knowing, living the word and walking in faith is not about knowing the word. It's about living the word, which is why we have Bible study. Imagine if you were to notify every Bible study and have instead of printed out activity sheets, everything digitized in your small group where everyone is communicating and engaging with each other. It will increase accountability. Even if I missed it, I still get access. Uh, 40, 30 day, 40 day prayer fast. You can even do 365 days daily prayer or you're just going in, inspiring the whole church to pray together and meditate on a word. You can do sermons and nobify sermons. So now that as a pastor, you preach your sermon and you ask three or four reflection questions every week. What do you plan to do, take away from my sermon, from my message? What impact has that had? How can we pray for you, right? And then do that in a community context. And then of course, there's your basic onboarding and staff membership. You have a new member who joined your church. They don't know where all your committees are. I mean, it's in some pamphlet somewhere on some website somewhere. Welcome them to your church. Get them to be onboarded with a welcome video from the pastor, right? And have it a multimedia experience where they share why they even attended and joined your church in, in the first place. So you can give them a lot of content in a structured journey. So you're almost like guiding them on a path without physically being there all the time but you can still be there. So it's really supporting the human experience. And that's how we always talk about humanizing the world because tech shouldn't replace, I think, the human experience in this case, but should support and enhance it and give you more data so that you can do a better job of engaging with your existing new you know, and potential volunteers. Yeah. Tell me about the social side of things. So we have a, a small group that actually meets at our house every week and we go through a lesson and it's mm-hmm. kind of a the traditional deal where um, the churches kind of provide some leader discussion guide stuff and they try to get the conversation going and it's once a week, you know, and so that we're, we're, we're not interacting between meetings, you know, other than we'll see each other at church maybe, and we may do some interaction, but, um, but Nobi is kind of designed. This is the, I guess the Instagram side of things as well. How does that part of it work? So if I'm in a Bible, if I'm, in a, a weekly study with my small group and I'm yep. using Nobi, how's that different than what I'm doing now where I'm just, you know, we got a leader, he's kind of asking questions during the meeting and then everyone leaves and we're gone, you know, we're gone till next week. Well, I think you kind of answered the question there, Phil. I see if that, so how it's different is it wouldn't be that. <laughs> okay. it, would be, it would be a conversation where, you know, everyone in your small group would essentially, and it's really easy to create. And by the way, Nobi is, uh, you can start for free. So anyone can have a free workspace. So you can create one for your Bible study this week. It would take you probably 10 minutes. So you would download it. You would create Bible study week one. And then you would have maybe the three or four questions that the Bible study leader was meant to facilitate. 
And so then everyone gets to write down, instead of writing on a piece of paper that they threw away, you would write it into the app. Hey, like this is my answer to question one, two, and three, share. And then everyone in that small group would be able to see each other's answers. So it's actually way more inclusive because sometimes you have introverts who are not as vocal in a small group setting um, and might need a bit more time to think about it. And then after that, they may need the rest of the week to reflect and ponder on that. So you can give them extra content if you wanted, or just say, hey, for those who missed it, you know, go into session one, answer those questions. You know, we'd love to get your thoughts and we'd love to pray for you. Add your prayer request there. Everyone gets access to it. Share has conversations and then you come back the next week. So you're really deepening the Bible study experience. And it's not going to replace, you know, the in-person conversation discussion you're having. But you're, you know, but giving people a moment to reflect on what they've learned in terms of retention and the application is profound, profound. Yeah, Yeah, I I see. And I've led, you know, I've been the leader this past semester and it's always really challenging because you'll ask a question and everybody's like, okay, I've heard the question for the first time and now I'm thinking about it and no one says anything. And if everyone had been in the app all week long, you know, and it's not a, it's not a huge commitment, I think of them daily, you know, it's like a, a five minute daily devotion kind of thing. If they were going through this and we're interacting, we'd be excited to get back together during the week and like, you know, Susan, why did you answer this this way? Or why I, I'm, I'm jumping off of your comment here. I can really see it taking our um, interaction in the group dynamics up to another level where they're, we're eager to talk to each other when we get there rather than kind of the leader asking questions and getting, you know, first time impression yeah. answers. And yeah. So. It's going from a one way kind of teacher student interaction yeah. to to a facilitator led conversation. And what we have heard from churches who have done it for Bible studies, they've said it's actually created deeper intimacy mm-hmm. because um, some people, for some reason, they feel safer typing some of their, their, you know, you know, you have people share their whole life story, you know, on posts on social media where they may not share that with you in person, but they're more willing to post and, and type things out. And so you have the opportunity then to have to have be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't really know that was happening in your life. Or, you know, when you share a prayer request, well, well, thank you so much for sharing that. So unless you had the time to say, Steve, let me pull you aside at the end and say, how can I pray for you? I may not know that. But if you post it, and even if you didn't have time to talk about it, I would know that. And I'd be like, hey, Steve, I prayed for you this week. Yeah. You know, it's a totally different kind of experience. What, what, inspired, got- what, ins- what inspired you? Let me jump in here. What inspired you so young? I mean, did you just wake up one morning and go, hey, we need to do this? Or you know, was there something that motivated you, uh, experience, uh, good experience, bad experience? I mean, what inspired sure. you to do this? Well, there's a there's a bigger why. The bigger purpose, you know, which is a longer podcast, is you know, is is God called me into my uh, God called me into my calling, which is really to really develop people and help people to be at their best, and that's that's my life mission. Um, so my first company was running Awaken, and we had you know we were doing these massive transformation of large you know organizations, and we wanted to scale the mindset change that we were doing. So we were looking for software and technology to help us because, you know, we needed to scale to thousands of people. And so what what tools did we have? Email, PowerPoint, SurveyMonkey, you know, Mentimeter. <laughs> like we, we, we just did not have really good tools 
to really track and measure mindset and behavior change. And then we thought, that's bizarre. There's no tools out there. I actually thought there would be something that was better than what we had been using. And lo and behold, we couldn't find anything. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there must be millions of people just like me who have this need, who truly care about changing lives, changing mindsets and behaviors at massive scale, which basically is the church. Um, and, you know, beyond the church. And I can't believe a tool doesn't exist. And so that is what embarked us on this journey. And so I'm not a tech, I'm not a techie at all. Um, I created this for myself. I created yeah, when, it to help you have more impact. What was the time frame? When did Nobi um it come? was conceptualized um starting in 2015? Um, it was like a prototype. Then in late 2016, we kind of launched it. And then, um, yeah, and then we keep involving it because it's a software as a SaaS solution. We keep evolving it, evolving and evolving it and changing. And we have some really interesting things, which I may share with you guys in a bit of what's coming soon. Yeah, let's, uh, um, and we've been, I got to tell the backstory here. We were uh, both at the AI Hackathon in Boulder. And you, you said you were there kind of on accident. And I was there as one of the, um, participants in the hackathon and Phil was part of the, the hackathon as well. He was serving remotely. He wasn't actually there. And we're waiting in line in the bathroom, waiting in line to get into the bathroom. And uh, we struck up a conversation. So um, the start of all great relationships. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was great. So we, we were and you, you instantly, I, I kind of explained what we did and what we were doing at the hackathon and and you, you saw you saw a great opportunity to um, align our efforts here, and we've been working with your uh, your company a little bit over the past few weeks. But what's what's going on? What's coming up? Is there are you at will at free to to say? Absolutely. Well, first of all, Steve. I mean, I think you know, and Phil, just being on this podcast too, and that's one of the things is we we'd love to partner to notify your podcasts and bring your podcast to life. You know, but just adding two or three questions to the end of every podcast so that your audiences could then reflect and share with each other what they're learning and what they plan to do um, from the value of these 408 podcasts is amazing. You know, more and than, more um, than and, that, actually, but that's when we started to count, <laughs> which is incredible, right? And imagine if we could build a community now of, of people who are sharing how they're what they're learning from your podcast and be able to share that with other people. I think you could just take it to a whole nother level. So we'd love to partner with you on that. Um, some of the interesting, exciting things that happen, there are two exciting things happening. Um, one of them is automated translation, uh, partially because of folks like crew who spend a lot of time and money translating, you know, their content, you know, because of evangelism, different countries. So we're introducing an automatic, automatic uh, translator tool that's coming out in the next few weeks to help support actually um, glue, glue uh, uh, crew and others. And then the, the second one is um, something called a nobot. <laughs> so the nobot of course is going to be spelled with a G uh, just to make it really hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> on the you know um on the thing but it's good. the nobot is going to be this ai powered content creator so that you'll be able to put in teach my staff basic excel skills and it will automatically spit out a nobified experience that will then teach them anything that you put into the prompt 
Um, and so I think that's going to be really exciting to to really dramatically reduce content creation um, and, and beyond just creating bites of content, but, but designing it in a way that is grounded in instructional design research so that it's interactive, it's social, it's participatory, so that the impact is there for the community. Um, and of course, measurable. So that's the thing that uh, we are launching beta tests now and we're getting early signups for previews and that will be coming out in the next few weeks. And we think that's really gonna be a game changer um, to help. Um, and then, you know, for churches, you could put in, you know, create a Bible study on first Corinthians, you know, and then, and then have yeah. something come up. Yeah. 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 And we're, uh, we just recently rolled out a feature that we're excited to, that we be able to notify in the future here as well. So <laughs> some, uh, audio devotions, as well as some audio podcast tools that the churches can automatically create. So we're Amazing. excited about some opportunities there. So um, how does, how is Nobi, I guess you've probably already answered this. We, you know, Phil put together some questions before we got going and we maybe covered all of them, but how is Nobi different from, uh, are there are there competitors out there in this space for this kind of interactive learning? And, and if so, how is Nobi different from those? That's a great question. And, um, and I think the word interactive, um, you know, means different things to different people. So some people, when they say interactive, they mean there are quizzes and pop-up questions and things like that and polls. Um, what we really mean, and I'll just give you an acronym because, you know, it's easy to remember. Nobi is grounded in something called, we call MPPG. So it's um, mobile first micro learning. So it's, uh, it's kind of bite-sized content. There are a lot of micro learning players that are emerging. So that alone is not unique participatory, this part is quite unique. Not that many people are inviting you to participate with your answers. So imagine, Steve, if you answered something in your Bible study, it would say, hey, Steve, last week you had asked us to pray for this. How is that going? Hmm. Right? So that's very, very kind of participatory yes. and personalized. The second P is personalized. So it's participatory and personalized. So you and I could be going through the same Bible study but your experience in mine would be different because obviously my answers would be different. So my, um, the impact would be different. So that's the personalization and then group-based. So very social. So if you combine MPPG together, we have not seen anyone who combines those things together, but individually there are lots of micro learning players. There are AI companies are popping up every other day. Um, so mm -hmm. the individual components are not unique and their competitors. The combination, I believe, is quite unique. It's grounded in about 30 years of research on instructional design, behavior design, and gamification theory, and a lot of motivation research, which I shared a little bit with you. And so, it, so our, um, I guess, secret sauce is the combination of those things, which we call micro-learning instructional design. Yeah. So uh, it, there's always, you know, anytime you start anything, you know, whether it's a church or tech stuff, there's always challenges. What kind of challenges have you come up, have you come across in, in making this thing work? Which ones have I not come up with, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> is, um, you know, I think there, there are so many challenges. I think, you know, interestingly, one of the, the visions that God gave me um, in Anobi and why, why we're mobile first and not, you know, web first, mobile enabled was because I had this vision that we were going to, to reach um, a billion people with the gospel. 
And in order to reach a billion people with the gospel, you have to do it on this mobile phone because that's a device that uh, the most of the world is using now, especially you know if you go into developing countries. And so, you know, in, in doing that, I think there have been so many challenges, you know, of just mindset. The biggest challenge and barrier is mindset. Well, we've always done it this way. Bible studies have always been done with printed paper and worksheets and a facilitator and a guide. Sermons have always been done with a pastor sit in the front and, a, and, and the, you know, and the congregation sitting and listening passively for 30 minutes. Like we've always done it that way. It's, it works, you know, so so having people change their mindsets about the way they create the content is the number one biggest barrier, even though there is just, just so much data and research on why it's actually more effective from a behavior, from a life transformational perspective. There's tons of data on it. It's just the, the cognitive, even though you know it's more impactful, the science and research has proven it for decades human behavior and mindset of I've always done it this way um, is, is, is probably the biggest hurdle that we face every day. And we're kind of disrupting the way people have done things for at least um, PowerPoint is about 40 years old as a software. Mm -hmm. So at least 40 years of, of behavior is hard to change. And most teaching is done via PowerPoint, right? Mm -hmm. Or Google slides or some equivalent, right? <laughs> and um so it's 40 years old, guys. We can, <laughs> we can do better. We can do better. So if I'm a church listening right now, and I think this is really interesting, um, I might, I want to give this a try. What would be, I'm not probably not willing to say, hey, we're, we're not meeting this Sunday and I'm not preaching, but uh, there may be other opportunities for the church to implement this. What would be the best, what's a good starter area? in the church? Is it Bible studies? Is it training staff? Is it training volunteers? Where, where, where would you, what would you recommend? Yeah, I, I would start with the people. Find the people in your staff who are pioneering, innovative, and willing to try new things. And if they happen to be in the youth group, grab that person. If they happen to be the admin, grab that person. So whoever is the most, I think, open to trying new things and then have them have a, have a go with it. So, um, and because they can download the app for free and then they can also create on the web, on web.nobi.com, they can create a free account and just get started. There are lots of templates there, so they can start with templates. So that would be the easiest way to get started. We also are about to launch next week a Christian content library subscription for churches. So actually, even easier way to create is to consume. So we have content from Union School of Theology and David C. Cook. So um, that churches can subscribe and they've, we, they've nobified books like Case for Christianity. I mean, really cool stuff, um, the animated stuff. Um, and so if they wanted to subscribe, I can share those links with you because it'll launch next week. If they want to subscribe, then at least they can start to consume the content, which is easy, low barrier. And then I go, wow. And then if they, once they experience how different it is, then some might have the confidence then to build their own. I love this. Uh, the new word, nobified. They nobified <laughs> it. I love that. So. Yeah. They nobified it. They did. And they did a great job. Yeah, All they right. did a great job. So we're running out of time here, unfortunately. So Young Kang has been our guest today. She is the founder of Nobi. So again, as we wrap up here, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm a pastor. How do I get Nobi? What, what do I do? I go I go to the app store. You tell me how to get it. Well, my recommendation, if you're a church, go to web.nobi.com and create a free account. 
Yeah. Okay. So web.gnowbe.com. No B. All right. Sounds and- for grow knowledge into being if you forget the spelling. G, right. yeah, no B with a gnome. Think of gnomes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. And 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 look, uh, if somebody has a question for you, I mean, they can always reach out to us at streamingchurch.tv. But is there, I mean, should they go to your LinkedIn? How, how can somebody have a little communication yeah. with you? Absolutely. People are welcome to connect with me. I love connecting with believers and, and the church. Um, it's on LinkedIn, or you can always email hello at nobi.com. And you can say, I want to speak to so young case uh, because, you know, it'll be easier for you to remember the email address. But we're happy and we love to connect with you. And it's That's easy awesome. to remember your name. So young. It, it, it is easy to remember. <laughs> so for those who want to email me personally, it's S Kang, S K A N G. But um, if you don't forget, remember that and remember hello at G N O W B E dot com. Um, you can email us or connect on LinkedIn. And there's tons of resources which we're happy to share and free resources for churches as well. All right. That's awesome. All right. So our guest today, So Young Kang, the founder of Nobi. We sure appreciate you and, and thank you for staying up late in Singapore to talk to us today. No, it's really, it's been a huge blessing to connect right. with both of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we hope to do that again. And uh, yeah, we, we love what you're doing. I think it's great. So, and uh, so folks, thank you for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. You can always reach out to us at streamingchurch.tv and we'll help you connect up with uh, So Young as, as well as anybody else we have here. And uh, we'll wrap things up today. So thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and uh, be sure and subscribe to the Church Solutions Podcast so you'll never miss an episode. So take care of yourselves and each other. I'm Phil Thompson for Steve Lacey. Have yourselves a great day.